Thanks for checking out the archives for East Montgomery County News. Don't forget, we are live on Lone Star Community Radio every Monday at noon. Want more information? Call 936-828-6881. Hello, good afternoon on this beautiful Monday at 12 noon, April 3rd, 2017. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for EMC News from downtown Conroe. And I hope you're listening on FM 104.5, 106.1, or IRLoneStar.com. Today I have two guests with me. Well, actually three, sorry. I have Judge, Judge Claudia Laird from the County Court of Law 2 speaking about guardianships. And then I have two uh, representatives from the Conroe slash East Montgomery County Splendora YMCA. I have Pauline Beasy and I have Aaron Folds. So before they uh, speak about uh, what's going on in their respective areas, I want to give you a few updates. Now, last week we spoke about this really cool thing that Splendora ISD is doing with their uh, high school career and technology department. They are building a tiny house for a giveaway, and this is going to help a homeless family in the Splendora ISD school district. This is really a cool project that they're doing. So Adam Lira is the Splendora High School Career and Technical Education Director, and Reagan Blake works with the construction trade for the school district, and they are helping, uh, they are getting together with the students to help a needy family. The home is going to be 221 square feet on a triple axle trailer. It's going to have a great room, a kitchen, a bathroom, and a sleeping loft. Really all you need, right? So the project is uh, needing sponsors to fund the $25,000 in order to be able to give it away. The completion is scheduled for a year from now, March 2018, and the giveaway will be at Founders Day, May 2018 in Splendora. So if you want to know how to get involved, how to be a sponsor of this great project, you can go to the Splendora ISD website to get more information. So tonight, April 3rd, is the Concerned Citizens Monthly Meeting at the Library where you can hear from the local law enforcement, the fire department, the school districts, and uh, things that are going on in East Montgomery County with all the new developments. And if you haven't heard, there's a lot of things going on with the new Valley Ranch Town Center. Today, Hobby Lobby's opening, Kroger's opening Wednesday. Of course, there's Academy, restaurants, and the new amphitheater that they're building that is going to be larger than the Woodlands Pavilion. Yeah, it's going on. And that's at 59 and 99, the easy cut through to the Woodlands. So uh, this Wednesday is the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber Luncheon that they do every first Wednesday. So that will happen from 1130 to 1. You can register on their website to hear Dr. Darren Rankin. He's the vice president of Lone Star College, Kingwood, and also the graduating class of the East Montgomery County Leadership will also be awarded uh, plaques for their growth opportunities in uh, that leadership program. So as I mentioned, Hobby Lobby is, I think they already had their ribbon cutting this morning over there and their grand opening at Valley Ranch. And Kroger is having their grand opening ribbon cutting on Wednesday, April 5th at 9 a.m. And that facility is 123,000 square feet with all the bells and whistles. So I did my Krogering yesterday and uh, looking forward to this new opening since I live out in that direction. 
The Sawmill Committee also will meet this week, as they do every first Thursday at 9 a.m. at the MSED building. Get involved in the biggest fundraiser that the Chamber has, and that event will take place in November this year. So you will see Lumberjacks competing for $25,000 purse from throughout the country. Last year, I believe we had a dozen different um, Lumberjack people, (laughs) participants coming out there. And they do things like throwing the axes and log tumbling and just a variety of different things that you don't see normally in Montgomery County. So that will be happening in November. And if you want to get involved, the meeting is 9 a.m. this Thursday at uh, the MSED building. Another fun event is this Friday. The Grand Prix will be taking place. And later in this hour, we will hear from Alan Rudolph, who is the owner of the Speed Sports Cart Racing Grand Prix place. And that is located off 59 and 242. So the Chamber will be having a fundraiser there that uh, begins at 1130. Spectators can go for free. And they have a lot of racing teams. To be a participant, it's, I believe, $750 with 20 teams. So we'll hear more about that shortly. New Caney ISD night at the ballpark is April 7th at 710 at Minute Maid Park with the Houston Astros playing the Kansas City Royals. Tickets will benefit the New Caney ISD Education Foundation. For more information, go to the New Caney ISD website. And also this Saturday, this is a very important event. You may may remember that we had Montgomery County Hospital District on here recently talking about this car seat program they have. So if you want to get involved in car seat education and the free car seat fair that's going on, you must call to make an appointment, and that is for this Saturday. The number is 832-919-7233, and the spots are going very quickly. And this is in collaboration between the hospital district and the sheriff's office. So some upcoming musical festivals. So, of course, you know about the uh, Conroe Americana Music Festival that is happening May 5th through 7th with over 50 confirmed bands, six venues, three days, one price with Billy Joe Schaefer, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Uncle Lucius, Band of Heathens, Hard Luck Revival, Shelly Coley, Jake Ward, Bart Crow, the Master Sons, and about 40 other bands. But if you want to get a ticket, you have to go to ConroeAmericanaMusicFestival.com soon and get your ticket. The other music festival that will be happening is the weekend after this, and that is May 12th through 13th. That is the Rock the Ranch at Valley Ranch. So they will have a barbecue cook-off, freestyle motocross, street performers, camping, and two nights of headliner performances, including the guy who won The Voice this year. And what is his name? Darn it all. Sundance. Sundance is his name. He will be performing. So don't miss out on these great music things. And, of course, you can go every Friday and Saturday night downtown Splendora to hear at Cole Smokehouse to to hear live music. And, of course, Sundance has been known to make appearances there, too. So that is the news for today. We will be back in just a moment with EMC News. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and we will hear from my guests. EMC News, your local news from EMC every Monday at noon on Lone Star Community Radio. EMC News is looking for sponsors. Do you want to grow your business in East Montgomery County? 
Our listeners are focused in Porter, Splendora, and New Caney. Go to LoneStar.com forward slash sponsor EMCN to find out the details or call Margie, me at 936-828-6881. Hello, we are back on EMC News and I'm your host, Margie Taylor. We're recording live from downtown Conroe. You can also go to our webpage at IRLoneStar.com slash EMCN or our Facebook page, EMC News, to find out what's going on in East County and throughout the county and also see a podcast of this show by tomorrow. So if you want to be a sponsor or guest, send me a note. Send me a note on Facebook or Margie at TaylorizePR.com. Today, my first guest is Judge Claudia Laird from the County Court of Law 2. Welcome, Claudia. Hi, Margie. How are you? I am great. How are you? <laughs> Good. So tell everybody a little bit about uh, your position, what you do as, as the judge. Well, I'm an elected official here in Montgomery County. I am uh, privileged to serve as the County Court at Law Number 2 presiding judge. Uh, our court handles whole bunch of different kinds of cases, uh, but one of the ones that I especially wanted to talk about this morning was uh, guardianship cases. So what exactly does that mean, guardianships? Guardianship cases, is they're a legal mechanism by which uh, an individual, typically a family member, will come forward for someone who either um, has always had or developed some type of intellectual disability. So we would be talking about in the younger range of the population, maybe a child who has Down syndrome or autism and they're becoming an adult. And a lot of people are surprised to find, just like you and me, we, our parents don't come to our doctor's visits and make decisions for us. Well, when a child becomes a legal adult, uh, their parents aren't allowed to make medical decisions for them or housing decisions or any types of decisions for them. So one mechanism that they uh, have at their uh, disposal is to come in and ask for a court-ordered guardianship, which I always essentially say is just mom and dad trying to be mom and dad. Then we have another segment of the population, typically uh, more middle-aged people, folks like us. And um, a, Thank lot you. Of, <laughs> a lot of times those individuals uh, will come down with an intellectual disability due to uh, typically a car wreck. So they might have brain damage, some type of brain injury in a car wreck. Luckily, those individuals oftentimes, even after a guardianship is established for them, they can be um, go through physical therapy and get a lot of treatment, and a lot of times they we can restore them, which is always a happy day in our court. And then when you get to the older segment of the population, we see a lot of um, adult children coming in because their parents have started um, getting a little confused, not paying their bills, not being dementia and different things. Exactly, um, dementia and and those types of situations. So, guardianship is a way uh, that the courts goes to investigate the uh, basically the pleadings, the accusations. We send an investigator. We look at a doctor's report to make sure that these are truthful allegations and there's nobody's just trying to take advantage of somebody else. And then they come in and have a hearing and we establish a guardianship. And then after that, the court is responsible to monitor the guardianship for the rest of that person's life. Wow. 
So you can imagine if someone's 18 mm-hmm. and they have Down syndrome and they live to 70, well, they have a case open in our court for until they, they pass away. So, so what is the process to start implementing this? What does a person do if they see, well, first of all, if they have, let's say they have a child that uh, has some um, mental different uh, challenges, intellectual disabilities, and uh, I mean, this sounds like the typical person that's involved with, say, Bridgewood Farms. Correct. So they probably are involved with a guardianship because they live with their parents for the most part and the parents make the decisions. What is the first thing they need to do, let's say, as they're approaching graduation from high school? How does that work? What they would do is they would go um, to their, typically their treating physician, and there's a form that is located on the court's website, but typically physicians who deal with these types of cases are already familiar with the form because they have to fill them out. It's a standardized form. The legislature um, has said what has to be in each doctor's certificate. And so you would get a medical evaluation by the doctor. Then you would file paperwork with county court at law number two here in Montgomery County if you're a resident, if the, the child is a, uh, the adult child mm-hmm. is a resident of Montgomery County. And then we send our court investigator, her name is Kristen Bays, and she goes and does an investigation to make sure everything is legitimate. And also she tries to find what we call lesser restrictive alternatives to guardianship because guardianship completely uh, kind of annihilates a person's constitutional rights. So it's an extreme solution, but sometimes a necessary solution. But we do try and look for lesser restrictive alternatives. Like in the case of an adult who hasn't been intellectually disabled in the past, they might have a power of attorney by which someone can help them without having to institute a guardianship. Typically with intellectually disabled children that are becoming adults, that's not the case because they've they've never been in a situation of capacity to be able to fill Having to make decisions and things like that. Right. So does someone need to go through an attorney or then just their doctor? That they would have to have an attorney because technically when they are um, filing for a guardianship, they're not representing themselves like a normal person who's coming in as a criminal defendant or to sue on a contract. They're actually representing the child or the other person. So, um, of course, in Texas, it's not legal to do that. So they would have to have an attorney to file the paperwork. Then the individual over whom the guardianship is sought to be placed has an ad litem attorney appointed to represent them. Again, this is all just to make sure that the individual is having maximum protection put over them because it is an extreme form of relief. Mm-hmm. And then um, typically they're, they're not contested and they go through an uncontested hearing where there's a prove up of all the elements and we grant the guardianship. Sometimes the cases are contested. Different family members will fight over who is going to be the guardian or things of that nature. And then we'll have to have typically a full-blown trial if the parties Mm. can't settle. And how long is the process normally to get a guardianship? Uh, Typically the process to get a guardianship, of course, it depends on how well prepared you are for it. Some people file their paperwork, but they don't have the doctor's letter. They don't have certain things in place. Uh, Another thing the legislature passed recently is to file a guardianship. Not only do you have to have an attorney, but you have to have an attorney that's been certified to do this type of law, it's so specialized. So there was a little bit of catch up there. A lot of, um, even a lot of attorneys didn't realize that they had to be certified. So sometimes they would come in and we'd have to say, no, you have to take this class. So it would take a little longer. But typically for a guardianship, you're looking 30 to 60 days. Of course, if there's- not bad. 
No, and there are situations where there might be an emergency where someone has had a car wreck and, and they might have a business that still needs to be run, some type of emergency nature mm-hmm. where, where they can come in and you can get a temporary guardianship only in extreme situations mm-hmm. established within 10 days. Wow, that's great. So uh, let's see. There's some new legislation going on with guardianships because I, I know that our, our representative, Will Metcalf, has been working on some things. He has. Representative Metcalf was, um, has been very supportive of our guardianship program, as has uh, Senator Brandon Creighton. Um, and they have both signed on to some legislation that was the brainchild of our court investigator, Kristen Bays, and she and I drafted— Love Kristen. She's, she's an amazing woman. I'm so happy she's, she's working with us now. Mm-hmm. We're blessed. Um, it's House Bill 3901 and Senate Bill 2016. I think we got all so excited about it that it got filed <laughs> in both sides. That's nice. And so what we're asking is for people to reach out to their lawmakers and tell them they support these bills. Um, and it would probably be helpful if I tell you what they did. It's yes. the same text. <laughs> it was the same text for both bills, so they both say the same thing. And essentially, when a parent, uh, like we've been talking about, a parent of a child that has become an adult, comes in, after the guardianship is established, like I said, the court has to monitor. And, and what we do to monitor is we send court visitors every year to check on these individuals. We get reports every year. We get um, financial accountings every year. And this is can be strenuous for parents because they're having to pay a lawyer to come back to the court every year. And essentially what they're doing is they're getting my permission to continue to be mom and dad, which seems kind of awkward, but that's the law. That's just the way it rolls. That's right. And so uh, the legislation basically says that if you are a parent of an individual who is your child and they have now become an adult, and that is what is necessitating you to have to come to the court. You have to go through all the same safeguards, the investigations, the doctor's evaluation, the ad litem attorney, to get a guardianship established. But once you get through those hoops and you kind of get the court's blessing to go on, we're calling it a parental administration. And you do not have to come back to the court further and spend all that time and money just to ask to be parents for your child. So it kind of gets the government out of mom and dad's relationship so with their So it's kind and, of a renewal that keeps going on without you having to be there. Exactly. Okay. Because what we have found is 75% of the guardianships in the state are actually parents. And right now the courts are very uh, bogged down. The Senate has given $3 million for the study of court administrations over guardianships in the state. And they're getting ready to open um, a court administration project in Austin. So this would greatly reduce the number of guardianships. It would, like I said, get the courts out of the middle of the parent-child relationship Mm -hmm. once it's established that everything's kosher and should be like it is. Just makes it easier for everyone. Yes, and it will reduce the taxpayer dollars spent to um, investigate guardianships because we really want to focus on the 25% that might be an extended family member or a friend or someone who is going to be much more likely to be in a situation where they might take advantage of a ward other than the parents of a child. Does that happen very often? Unfortunately, it it happens more often than we would like. (laughs) Right, right. It happens. (laughs) It definitely happens, which is why we do have these these yearly check-ins. But what we find is, in my court, what we have definitely found is it doesn't happen 
with parents of children, but it does happen with people who have other relationships to the extended ward. family or whatever. So we really would be doing a good job to free up court resources to look at those 25%, which okay. are way more likely to, wow. to be in that Makes situation. Sense. I think so. I think it's great legislation. The only problem with it is I didn't think of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I can see the passion in your eyes that you really care about this. You I know, do. The whole, the whole thing. Um, and, and I love that. And, and hopefully people will see this as well, that you really care about this. How long have you been in this court? Doing I this? have been in this court. I'm in the middle of my second term. So six years now, yes. starting, uh, I'm in the fourth month of my, my seventh, seventh year. And you also work with probate, too, don't you? I do. Actually, guardianship is housed under the probate code. So that's how guardianship has ended up in our court. We have all the guardianships in Montgomery County, which is a a give or take, typically around 500. But we do handle regular probate cases. And just for your listeners, a lot of people, (laughs) when I say probate, think that I'm in the uh, criminal law area because they think I'm saying probation. But probate is different from probation. Yes, it, it is different. <laughs> so when your neighbor tells you they're in a probate proceeding, they're not telling you they're getting prosecuted. They're telling you that they uh, have had a loved one who has passed away and they're trying to get their will and their estate taken care of. So they can move on. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back to find out how you can get involved in uh, the County Court of Law uh, by visiting or volunteering. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for EMC News, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned to the EMC News Hour with your host, Margie Taylor. Do you want to be a guest on EMC News? Go to our webpage and submit a request. IRLoneStar.com forward slash EMCN. We would love to have you on the show to share news about East Montgomery County. Or call me, Margie at 936-828-6881. Stay tuned to the EMC News Hour with your host, Margie Taylor. We are back on EMC News and uh, so excited to talk about the um, programs they have for guardianships, Uh, you know, special needs, special people. You know, I have a big advocate for that, having done some work with Bridgewood Farms, who also has their annual wine tasting coming up this Saturday around the world in 180 minutes. Test, you can taste 14 different regions of wine, and there is availability, bridgewoodfarms.org. There it is, the plug. But we are speaking with Judge Claudia Laird from the County Court of Law about guardianships, what it is, uh, how you get involved, and you do need to have an attorney and you need to have a doctor involved in this to help your loved ones, whether they have been in a uh, debilitating accident recently or uh, they're older and need some uh, additional assistance from a family member or you have a uh, special needs child that uh, is really an adult at this point and you need to continue making decisions for them. So, Claudia, uh, tell me about court visits, how somebody gets involved, and do you need volunteers for what you do? We always need volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) We've been very blessed. When we started the court visitor program, we were using volunteers from the community, and we have a handful of fantastic individuals, but we were working the heck out of them. And um, so we started reaching out to some local colleges, uh, University of Houston downtown, Lone Star, and most recently, we have gotten a huge amount of support 
from uh, Sam Houston up in Huntsville. So we are using the students. That's great. But it is summertime. So the students have, have gone home to get their laundry finished and whatever th- they need to do to restock for the next um, semester. So for the summer term, we are looking for volunteers locally to come in. And people get very nervous and they say, well, what is involved with the court visit? So what we're trying to do is just lay eyes on our ward to make sure that they're okay. And 99.9% of the time, thank goodness they are. And I always tell people, just imagine you were going to a nursing home to visit your mom or your grandmother. What would you look for? And and they become common sense types of things. Does, Does she look happy? Does she look well taken care of? Does she look nourished? Does she look healthy? Does it look clean? And, clean, yes. And, Exactly. Cleanliness is a big indication <laughs> uh-huh. whether there's a problem or not. So we, we train these individuals. Of course, we do a criminal background check because we need to know who's going out to our community. We train them and uh, teach them what they need to look for. There's a report for them to fill out. And uh, the neat thing about this type of volunteer process is you can do as much or as little as you like. If you want to do several visits, you can. If you just want to do one, that's very helpful, too. And we will send you to the area of the county that is geographically desirable to you. So we need people in all areas of the county. And if you would like to be a court volunteer, just come uh, to our court, county court at law number two, or call us at 936-539-7832. You can also visit our website if you uh, would like to get some more information on the court volunteer uh, program, which we also call our guardian angel program. Very nice. I like that. So this, you need volunteers pretty much year round. Absolutely. And it almost sounds like a CASA volunteer to me, you know, in a way that you're following up and checking on people. Because I, I know about that. I used to be a CASA volunteer and that's kind of like the, the court liaison that uh, the court really listens to because they're checking on the welfare of the child or whatever under any circumstance. It seems similar to that. It's in, in the spirit of the program, it's very similar. It is dissimilar in that if there becomes, if the volunteer gets to the location, and we've had this happen before, and they feel like there's a problem, um, CASA volunteers tend uh, to end up being um, really involved in the court process. Our volunteers typically come back and they report to our court investigator who manages the program, hey, I've this and this and this didn't look right. Would would Sounds you go? <laughs> would you go and check this out? And then that's part of her job is she will go uh, and lay eyes on what's going on, and she might take the police with her, just depending on mm-hmm. what the report is. She might take APS with her, just again depending on what the volunteer has reported back. So so the really heavy lifting gets kind of put back on the court. We just need someone. Well, that's to okay go out. though. Right. I mean, it, that should be your accountability. Exactly. You just need somebody with feet on the ground to go do exactly have their eyes on what's going on just to let us know if something looks like there there might be something that we need to look further into right and sometimes they find good things sometimes we have our volunteers get out there and they say hey i think so and so is doing really well maybe y'all should think about giving them their capacity back and and so ah. it's not always bad sometimes it's a really good thing <laughs> you know they, they look they look like they're pretty competent they are they're trained well <laughs> okay all right <laughs> Um, well, what is there anything else you would like to add um, about guardianships or how to get in touch with you? I know that they can go to the mctx.org website and hit county courts to find you. Right. So they want to definitely go into county court at law number two. 
We have a drop-down tab dedicated to guardianships, and there's just a lot of different information about guardianships on there, studies, what it is, how to become involved. And I think it's also good in the community for people, whether you are involved in a guardianship or not, it's good for people to understand that they exist because you might have a ward that lives next door to you, and you might need to know who to call if it looks like that person is in need of help because Mm -hmm. a lot of times— if they, if they do call our court, we can get someone on the ground there that same day to make sure that they're okay uh, if, if something seems to be wrong. Well, excellent. I appreciate you being on the show today, and uh, I look forward to getting out your information so more, more people will be informed about uh, how to handle guardianships should that need arise in their life, because you never know. You don't, and thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm Margie Taylor, the CMC News, and we will be right back with our um, friends from the YMCA. (laughs) Have something you want to share about New Caney, Splendora, or Porter communities? Connect with us on Facebook at EMC News or call Margie at 936-828-6881. Hello, I'm Margie Taylor, and this is EMC News from downtown Conroe at Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and also YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Facebook. Lots of places we are. So, you know, if you think you're going to miss us, you're not. We are going to be all over. So, I have with me here in the studio Pauline Vizi from the YMCA of both Splendor and Conroe, and she brought a co-worker with her, Erin Foles, who is the Healthy Living Director. So, welcome to the both of you, and I'm going to let Erin lead and Pauline jump in when appropriate. So, there's a, a lot of things going on at the YMCA. There's always stuff going on at the YMCA, right? Always. I mean, you make it happen. So um, I want to find out everything that's going on, and especially, Erin, I know you have some new programs that you're implementing, and I don't know, do you spend most of your time in Conroe, or do you flex? I office <laughs> out of Conroe, but I, I'm also over at the East Montgomery County YMCA. So uh, some people don't know that there is an East Montgomery County YMCA over there off of, um, what is the name of that street that starts with a C? <laughs> It's right off of 59. It's in between 242 Roman Forest and 2090. So Creekwood? It is Creekwood. There you go. See, my brain is working. (laughs) There you go. Don't call for any guardianships (laughs) yet. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm working on it. But, of course, I'm just middle-aged. So that's good. That's good. So, Erin, you have an April 22nd Healthy Kids Day at the Y coming up. Tell me about that. Uh, yes, this uh, is an EMC and Conroe event. It's going to be held at, Con- at the Conroe YMCA. Uh, we're going to have a lot of vendors. Uh, it's, a, it's a free event, I, mean, I need to say that. Uh, it's a, we're going to have a lot of vendors like uh, Lou LaRoe, uh, Mary Kay. We're going to have the local police and fire departments come out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's for our youth. Uh, and we'll also have uh, things to do like archery, canoeing, uh, horseback riding, hay rides. Uh, and there's no cost for anybody to come it, out and do this? This is completely free. So you can try all the things at the Y. E- exactly. And in fact, aren't you having some kind of a try for fun race? 
We are. Um, <laughs> we have been hosting a Try for Fun for several years now. So this year we've kind of taken it. Um, there is a huge kids triathlon in Houston, um, the Houston Texans try. And so we wanted to be part of that. So we're having this as a training try for all those kids who are going out. A training uh, try. A training try. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so all of the kids who are preparing to go, um, training with their groups, their tri, for, uh, tri groups can come out. It's an untimed event, um, so they can get used to what transition looks like, how to, you know, dry off. What do you do with your towel when you're done? You know, those kinds of things that you don't want to do. Cool. Yeah, you don't want to do that you race. You do one morning. of those for adults, too. You know, we should. You know, just I would practice. be afraid to do it because I would like... Now what? No. <laughs> and what do you wear? And how do you dress? I mean, to do a bike, swim, run. Absolutely. You know, probably minimal, I would think. Yes. But you probably wear a bathing suit with shoes on that can go either direction. Yes, absolutely. Or do you transition and take those shoes off? It how does that work? It depends on how serious you are about all this. Um, <laughs> normally with the kids, they wear the same, same tennis shoes. shoes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And so they'll just dry off, put shorts over their swimsuit and go. Sounds really fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So this try for fun is uh, just for four to twelve year olds. Yes. So it's just four for year kids. olds do this. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you, the swim. Scary. The swim is the scariest part for everybody, but it is the safest water in Montgomery County on that day. There are so many lifeguards on that pool, and they're swimming a fifty, so that's down the lane and back. Um, and lifeguards are in the water to help them kick if they need. Oh, that's help. fun. So it's a lot of fun. And where are they running? They are running um, on the trails behind the Y. So oh, those are nice trails, too. Yeah. It's very yeah. pretty back there. If you haven't been back there, it, they have gorgeous property off of uh, Loop 336 uh, as you're going up towards 105. So oh, it's, it's, it's a nice place. How long has the Y been there? We are celebrating our 40th year. Next wow. Year. Next year, 2018. Nice. So then you have the Splendora location. How long has that one been established? You know, I'm not sure about that date. Question. Off of Creekwood, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you have that coming up April 22nd, and then you have May 4th, you have an annual, your first annual. First annual. Golf tournament at April Sound Country Club. So what are you looking for as far as that goes? Uh, so, that, yeah, like you said, this is our first uh, event, or first golf tournament that we've ran, and uh we are looking for golfers, obviously. Golfers, we need, okay. We need teams of golfers. <laughs> uh, we need uh, hole sponsors. Uh, volunteers. Uh, yeah, volunteers. Volunteers. Uh, volunteers. We're also doing a raffle that day so at okay. the golf tournament, so we need raffle items. Uh, uh, but How does one get involved in being a golfer sponsor, raffle items, any of that? They can call up to the YMCA, 936-441-9622, uh, and talk to me. Okay. And uh, I'll get them all set up. Ask for Aaron Folds. That's correct. Or Pauline as a fallback. Yeah. She can help. There you go. <laughs> but this is at the April Sound Country Club, mm -hmm. and uh, it'll be on uh, May 4th. Mm -hmm. We're going to start. The day before the festival that's 5, 6, 7 in May. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes, and we're looking to uh, do check-in at 1130 and uh, start golfing at 130. So. It's fun. Yes, April Sound has a, a great venue for golfing out there. Definitely. It's very pretty definitely. out there by the lake. And, you know, whenever you have a golf tournament, it's always a pretty day, right? Uh, always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go with that. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you do, what your responsibility is. So I'm the Healthy Living Director at both Conroe and DMC. Mm -hmm. uh, so my 
uh, responsibility is to supervise our uh, wellness floor staff, our personal trainers, and our group ec exercise staff. Uh, we have 30 or so uh, group X classes over the EMC, YMCA. Mm -hmm. That's ranging from um, yoga to Zumba to uh, power pump. Hit classes, stuff like that. What is that. hit classes? Uh, high intensity interval training. It's not hitting somebody. Not actually hitting something. <laughs> but we do have. I don't a, know. That sounds kind <laughs> of exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we also offer karate, so maybe he'll let you hit somebody. You don't have like a punching bag. No, ma'am. Oh, no. darn. Okay. No, all right. So, yes, I know you do have karate classes for all ages, right? I mean, you have it for uh, the youth yes. and adults? Uh, just youth, right? Just now. youth. Yes, okay. All right. So tell me about how someone gets involved in the Y as far as a membership. Well, basically, you come on in. Um, <laughs> we will be happy to okay. <laughs> come on in. First thing, come in. And the reason why we want you to come in is because we want to talk to you a little bit and see what your needs are. So are you trying to lose weight? Are you just trying to find a way to take a break from your kids? Are you trying to find a place for your mom? Um, so we want to make sure that we are showing you and talking with you about the best fit for you and your needs. Um, and to make sure that we can, we can address those needs for you and maybe even help you set goals. Um, when I started with a Y, I just needed, I just needed 15 minutes away from my children, which I know that sounds horrible, but the stress of having three children was a lot for me. I can't um, imagine. <laughs> so, but the great thing is I found the why, and I found a lot of other moms just like me. So I wasn't by myself out there. So it was a great place for me to come in. Well, and there's opportunities. I know that you do a lot of team sports with kids, and Absolutely. sometimes the parents get involved by coaching Absolutely. or assistant coaching. You do um, softball, baseball, volleyball, basketball, flag football, football. soccer, um, a lot of different things. And uh, you get, and it's good for the parents too to socialize with other parents while their kids are involved in these team sports. But you also do other things. It's it's isn't it mind, body, and soul, or yes, all mind, of that body. healthy spirit, mind, and body. See, I knew that you logo did. was in there somewhere. It did. It's the whole holistic body thing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So it's a little of everything, and you offer scholarships as well. We do, um, and we are in the middle of our annual campaign right now. The scholarship program was set up so that families who couldn't afford to have the opportunity to be in one of our programs because financially they just weren't able to. Um, the scholarship funds are raised from private donors and 100% of that money goes to scholarships. So there's no administration fees or advertising fees or anything that comes out of that money. It is just for people in our community. Well, I also remember that uh, when I was a single mom with three boys and uh, my youngest went to the YMCA after school program too which was great and it was there on site at the school he was at do you all still do that program we do we um, cover about 18 local elementary schools um, so we have programs either on site or we transport to another um, school um, so it's it's a lot of kids, and it's um, the opportunity for scholarships also extends to childcare. So if you do have a situation where, you know, oil and gas sometimes is is painful for families to go through mm -hmm. that. Um, so this is an opportunity for mom and dad to maybe look for a job while their kids are being taken care of, and those scholarship Great. yeah scholarship money helps that. Well, there's a lot going on in the Y, so. You need to drop by and see how you can plug in, uh, participate in some of their upcoming events, including the April 22nd event, 
which we will be sharing on our Facebook page. And uh, just just get involved in the many things that are going on in your community. I see you have something also, a Cooking It Up class on May 5th from 5 to 8. Tell me about that. Is that in Conroe or in East County? This will be at the East County YMCA. Okay. Uh, it's actually an event similar to the golf tournament. It, mm-hmm. It's to raise funds for the annual campaign. Uh, that's going to be on May 5th from 5 to 8. Uh, we're going to have a – it's also Cinco de Mayo. Yes, it is. So we're uh, having a taco bar, and we're also going to have raffles. So we're looking for raffle items for that event as well. Uh, and the cost per plate is $7. So uh, it'll What be- a bargain. <laughs> Very good bargain. Yeah, Very good bargain. It'll be a lot of fun. Taco uh, Thursday, or actually that's Friday, that's Friday. That's Friday May, yeah. May 5th. All right, then. So you can go Fun golf Friday. on the 4th and go eat tacos, tacos on the 5th. Okay, go. well, there you go. So thank you both for coming on the show. And uh, shortly here, we will hear a little bit about uh, Speed Sports Race Park and what they have coming up. Uh, look forward to getting out this information to all of you. Again, I am Margie Taylor with EMC News, and we'll be right back. Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at dick.irlonestar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community. Hello, this is Margie Taylor, and we're back here on EMC News. Forgot where I was for a minute. We're in downtown Conroe with... Lone Star Community Radio, and I have uh, Alan Rudolph of Speed Sports here. Alan, are you there? Yeah, Margie, thank you. So you don't have any loud uh, carts in the background right now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be too noisy. Oh, well, you know. Uh, So I'm coming out there Friday morning to come check it out, and do I need to bring earplugs? What's going on out there? No, no, not at all. These things aren't that loud. Are you are you racing or are you just coming to hang uh, out for No, I'm not racing this time. I'm testing the Why water. I, I'm putting my Why? big toe in the water and uh, seeing if I can video it and put it out on social media and things like that. Well, I right. you never know. Maybe I'll change my mind. But so you have this <laughs> Grand Prix event with the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber happening uh, Friday, starting at 11:30. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and the races yeah, start first, at one. It's our first real big event out there with uh, the whole chamber. They've got uh, 18 teams, different companies putting teams together, and so it's going to be an afternoon of, of fun racing. So tell me a little bit about it. I know it's a high-speed, European-style kart racing. Tell me about these carts and how fast do they go? Yeah, the carts that they're going to be racing are what we're um, – they're the rental concession rental carts. They go about 40, 45 miles an hour. It's what the public can come and drive any day. Well, when I say any day, uh, Wednesday through Sunday, we're open um, from 3 to 10 p.m., uh, noon to 10 p.m. on on Saturdays. Uh, but for $25, you can come race these things. And so the chamber event is uh, it's an organized organized enduro-style race where they the teams race against each other in a relay-style race. Um, you know, competing to be the, the fastest team to get through the 25-minute-long relay race. And they will have pit stops, right? Yeah, they're five-person teams, and so one team member starts the race, and then four pit stops later, all five of them are driven, and at the end of each 25-minute heat race, there's a winning team. So it's kind of like pretending you're part of the Indy 500 or something. 
could be, right? Like that. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I still think maybe my Mini Cooper can come join the racetrack. Your huh? Mini Cooper is about the right size, yes. <laughs> my husband thinks so, too. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of fun, and I can't wait to come out there. So there's not an admission charge for spectator people like me, right? No, not at all. Um, in fact, there's going to be a, a food vendor there serving some food and stuff, so anybody can come out and hang out, check it out, see what's going on, and, and just check out the facility, really, and see what we do. And and uh, after the chamber event's over, then they can anyone can go out and, and uh, race. Fabulous. Well, I will be there, and tell me how somebody can plug into what's going on with you. What's your website, Facebook pages? Yeah, yeah. Um, website is uh, Speed Sports Racing Park. Dot com and then uh, Facebook page is, is Speed Sports, Speed Sports Racing Park as well. Okay, great. Thank you, Alan, and uh, I will see you out there Friday, ready to roll. All right, Margie, thanks. All righty, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so that's a wrap for today, and uh, next week, April 3rd, I'm sorry, that's today. <laughs> What am I talking about? Next Monday, April 10th, I believe, we will be joined with Conroe Regional Medical Center, and they have a new trauma unit. So we will hear from uh, Matt Davis or Brandon Hammond, one of those two, or maybe both of them will be on the show to talk to us about the new trauma center. We hope you have enjoyed the show today, and I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to be a guest or sponsor the show... Drop me a note at Margie at TaylorizedPR.com or send us a message on Facebook. Thanks for listening and be safe. Thanks for checking out this recording from Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station and broadcasted live from Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Interested in sponsoring this show, being a guest, hosting your own show, then please visit us online at IRLoneStar.com and check out the Contact Us page. We want to say thank you to our studio supporters, our traffic sponsor, Conroe Americana Music Festival at ConroeAmericanaMusicFestival.com. For more information about the show, please check out the information below in the description. 